Do you know Americans' productivity stopped growing in the last 10 years? Despite all the big data hype and technological advance, only 1 out of 10 companies in this country actually using AI or machine learning to make money. And unsurprisingly, most who benefit from such technology are superstar firms. And the gap is widening. As an individual or a small medium business owner, what can we do to catch up and survive? This is JT on Data Cadabra. This makes no sense at all. The technology is changing so fast, but we are not being more productive. The data from US Bureau of Economic Analysis shows at the beginning of this century, the total factor productivity still grew by 2.5% a year, but since then, it started to slow down. Over the last decade, the average growth rate is nearly zero. Zero? Which means what we earn today barely meets what we put in before, including tons of labors and capital. In other words, our overall productivity is not improved by the technologies that claim to help us be more productive. This is ironic, especially when we think about how fast the computing power is growing each year. You may argue, oh, investing in technology is investing the future, so our input today may not take effect until 10 to 20 years later. Well, if that were the case, we will see everyone's productivity slow down, right? No, that is not the case. For the last 20 years, the productivity growth of the top 5% firms is four times higher than the rest of the players. In some sectors, the growth rate can be even minus. Obviously, only those big techs or unicorns like Amazon or Facebook can effectively utilize their big data to boost their earnings leaving the rest of the world behind. Well, we shouldn't blame those big techs for being greedy. It's just the capitalism and human nature. And thanks to them, we constantly enjoy new services and novel experiences. Just look at those apps in our smartphones and laptops we couldn't live without. So why don't we just accept this reality? Put minor issues aside, maybe someday it'll just go away. You know, I'm living a good life, having a wonderful job at a promising organization. So you know what, I'm good, it's no skin off my teeth, nothing for me to worry about. But what if I tell you that you actually deserve even better than that? A paper by OECD.org reveals that laborers nowadays earn lower than what they contribute because companies who thrive in the 21st century are mostly capital-intensive and rely more on machine algorithms than on humans. In other words, machines are replacing humans and frustrating our wage. So that's why you think you work hard and you use whatever genius way to get a job done, but you just don't get what you deserve. Whereas your boss and a board of directors, their wealth grow 10 times faster than yours. The stock shares they own skyrocket like crazy, and you just don't get a share of it. This is exactly the scenario depicted in the book Prediction Machines, The Simple Economics of Artificial Intelligence by Harvard Business Review. They predict machines' share of where to increase, the workers' income to fall, 
and the AI owner's income to rise. What a shitty outcome. But wait, what if I let everyone in the world be an owner of AI? Then everyone's income will rise. Problem solved. What a genius idea. Seriously, this is the initiative of Elon Musk's OpenAI. In a nutshell, the nonprofit organization is creating an AI that doesn't belong to any single or few individuals or organizations. And everyone can have access to it for free and build up your own applications. Just in June 2020, they released an API for GPT-3, which is so far the most powerful natural language processing model. A lot of related applications are starting to build upon it, which we'll talk about it in our later episodes. But problem persists. You have an airplane doesn't mean you know how to fly. The OpenAI does not come to your door and say hi. So still a lot of people don't even know it's there, not to mention knowing how to use it. An IMF report also points out, education inequality is a major cause that the advanced technology is not spreading out to the general public. Of course, policies should be made to improve our public education to ease the inequality and its negative impact. But this is not the focus of this podcast. I believe as an individual, the best way we can do to save the world is to save ourselves by learning persistently. But what do I need to learn exactly? A well-known historian, Evil Noah Harari, in his book Homo Deus, The Brief History of Tomorrow, he predicts, in the future, new humans will be more or less cyborgs, so to speak. Even if not physically or biologically true, human minds will be intimately connected with machines. And as machines' capabilities surpass humans in many aspects, we'll rely more on machines in day-to-day activities. On the other hand, those who do not become cyborgs will become history. In this future world, the winners will no longer be those who know how to use machines, because everyone knows how to use it. It's basics. But winners will be those who know how to design, build, or think side-to-side with machines, This is not far away. This is happening. Among Fortune 500 CEOs, one-third have computer science or related degrees, whereas only 2% of all the college students graduate with such degrees. According to Google Trends, people's interest in data science increased by 30 times within the last eight years. And look at the job boards. At least half of those high-paying, hot jobs would involve intensive communications with machines. There are programmers, data scientists, data engineers, or DevOps engineers. So if a random person comes to you and asks you for career advice, the best answer is to go get a computer or data science degree. But an advanced degree is not for everyone. Just as not every business can afford hiring a consultant to do digital transformation. So what the rest of us can do is to learn from free resources. And this is the purpose I create this podcast program. In this channel, I will share insights from data analysis, explore how data science can solve social and business problems and connect you with solution providers in the market. Besides sharing my experience and discoveries, I'll also invite guest speakers to share their thoughts. 
No matter if you are a beginner seeking for knowledge, a business leader looking for solutions, or a specialist who wants to explore the big data ecosystem, I hope this podcast can help you. But instead of categorizing this podcast under education, I prefer to call it shared learning. I share what I know and hope to inspire more people to do the same, bring the technology to the part of the world that used to be left behind. So today's show took a bird view to pinpoint where we are in this rapid social tech movement so that we know learning technology and data science is more than essential, not just for ourselves, but also for the greater good. But the best part has yet to come. In the upcoming episodes, we're going to come down to fundamentals, infrastructures, and look into different parts of the big data ecosystems to equip ourselves with necessary knowledge to build best-in-class data science practice from the ground up. Stay tuned to us. This is JT on Data Cadabra. See you next week.